Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Welcome to another edition of the Business Chef Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Chef Sean Boucher, and today we are talking to Chef Mary Locke from Miners and Nestle Professional. Most of the people out there know that Nestle is one of the biggest food service companies in the world. Miners is a huge division of them and a great product, in my opinion. One of the things that I get asked a lot about is becoming a corporate chef and what it takes to get to that point and what people need to study or focus on to to do that. Chef Mary will touch on that a little bit, but she'll also talk about some of the ups and downs that you can have being in a position like that, some of the sacrifices that you have to make. But for the most part, it's pretty rewarding being able to really help out operators the way she does. So without further ado, Chef Mary, tell us a little bit about how you got started in this business. Sure. Well, well, that's been a long time, so it's going to take a minute, but... uh... I got my first cooking job when I was 17. So I've been in the business a little over 30 years, from little banquet house to a couple sit-down restaurants, a fine dining, and uh, most recently I worked for a managed food service company and then found my way for a brief stint into a brokerage and was picked up by Nestle, who I represented at the time as a broker, and they I had the opportunity to interview with Nestle Professional for a corporate chef job working the street market, so here I am, 30 plus years later. So did you ever do any of the culinary school, or uh, did you go that route at all, or was it pretty much just all on the job? Well, more so right on the job. Jumped into the industry, did uh, only back of the house, never ventured out to the front. I was fortunate enough to take quite a few culinary classes and then found my way to the ACF. Um, I'm a member of the Syracuse chapter and uh, earned my CEC and CCA certifications. So mostly on the job with, you know, no traditional culinary school, although I was signed up to go and... uh, thought I was smarter than that, which is probably one of the few regrets I have in my life is not uh, following through on that, but uh, I landed in a great spot, so it all worked out. So give us a picture of what your day looks like. What does a typical day in the life of a Nestle corporate chef look like? Who do you work with? What's your focus? Just give us an, an understanding of what it is that you do. Well, I work with bunch of different groups actually. I do uh, two out of the 10 of the uh, top 10 managed food service companies. So I get a lot of hands on with them. Um, But my main focus is execution. I think teaching chefs and operators the value of our products, how to use them in an application, how to menu them, and all the 
aspect of food safety and and how we accomplish great flavor with our products. I mean, our our miners products, which I'm a miners corporate chef, so that's a division. Miners is the division of the Nestle Professional, and uh, our job is to show people the food service miners brand. So, talking about flavors and and food safety, our, our culinary expertise. In my division, there's 12 chefs who are on the street, works with GPOs, food service management groups, and uh, operators. And our job is to show them how to use our products to achieve all the flavors that uh, that they want without all the work. I mean, I think everyone knows that right now the talent pool for young culinarians and new culinarians is pretty limited. There's some great TV shows out there, and, and I think a lot of folks, think they're going to graduate from culinary school and be a six-figure chef and uh, lead a kitchen when they skipped out on all the beginning steps. So those beginning chefs, those line cooks, those food service workers, I think are a really rare commodity these days. So making these products that are easy plus ones and easy add flavor out of a tub is really really our focus to help the, uh, the chefs create these flavors without all the work. Talk about some of the advantages of your job and, and maybe some of the challenges, but it sounds to me like there's a lot of people out there who would probably love to be in your role. Sure. I mean, I think the number one advantage to my job is all the great people I meet. I mean, I have spent a lot of time traveling, which is maybe a little bit of a disadvantage, but the advantage is meeting people, walking in the back door of a kitchen, meeting some really great culinarians and learning from what they do, and that just expands my skill set as well. I, You know, I go from Boston to New York City. I come out to California. I mean, all the all the people I meet, I, I think, are the, the greatest part of my job. Plus, you know, being a member of Nestle and a minor chef, we carry the best product in our bags. And miners invented the base category. So it's pretty it's pretty enlightening to walk in and see what some people are using and what they think is good in quality and then being able to show them what it really is. And I think that's that's a great advantage we have belonging to Nestle. Yes, we're huge and all encompassing and have so many arms of the business, but being on the street and being able to walk in that back door, like I said, is is great for me. I, I enjoy that immensely. Um, disadvantages might be the travel. I do, you know, on the on the other side of it, because uh, I'm away from home a lot. But um, and also, I think um, it's difficult sometimes to be a chef and not tell chefs, but try to help them. I know food is so subjective, and there's so much pride in producing dishes and. You know, a lot of people are very scratch and all that, and I get that. I I was, too, at one point in my career, but they, like we talked about the labor issues, some things are difficult to achieve, and, and I think that's where we fit in so well, right from fast casual all the way through fine dining, is some of the products we make fit those bills, clean label, easy to use, very simple, and it's quality ingredients, and it's food safety. So I think we we can uh, hit on all aspects of that. So for those who are listening to this and want to get into a position like yours, uh, 
what do they need to do? What do they need to focus on? Do they need to go to school? Do they need to get certain types of experience? What would you tell people who want to get into a position like the one you have? Well, I guess, I guess the number one most important thing I thing I would say about getting into a role like this is you have to understand the customer. You have to understand their operation. You have to understand what their pain points are, what their needs are. It's not about walking in and saying, well, I went to this culinary school and I did this and I wrote this book and all of that stuff. It's, it's not about you. It's about the customer and having that understanding and having that empathy and being able to walk in that back door and have credibility and say, Hey, I've done this before, or I've been in your shoes or any of the, any of the real life applications you can talk about and, and show them the value in your understanding of their business, I think is key. I hear that a lot from operators. Hey, you know, you've taken the time to do your homework and research and you really understand my business. So I really appreciate that, you know, you took the time for that. And I think that's really important. A lot of times, you know, being a chef is very, I don't know, it's always, it's often equated with ego and how great dishes you can make and all that stuff. But you really have to put that aside and focus on each operator and each and every operator are very different and they have very different needs or maybe the needs are similar, but in different, in different applications. So you just have to be able to understand and let them talk and let them tell you, all you have to do is ask a couple of the key questions when you, uh, when you're talking to somebody and then they'll talk all day about their business and, and really get to the bottom of what you can do to support them. So being a part of one of the biggest and the brightest and the best and the most innovative and all the other things that you can use to describe miners and Nestle, tell us about some of the things that are on the horizon that we can look forward to as, as operators. What are some of the new products or revisions or, or things that you guys are doing? What are, what are some things that we can look forward to as operators? Well, I mean, just in the last, uh, in the last year and a half or so, we've become ready to eat, which I think is a, which is a huge step for food service. Our, that status, you know, took years and a lot of money for us to, um, make that high pressure processing possible. So we can be a cold application. So in other words, you can take one of our bases or flavor concentrates, pop the top open and spoon it into a cold application. There's no kill step. There's no heating. And uh, I think that's that's been a huge step forward in being able, being able to, you know, create new flavors, making that beef aioli, making that, you know, compound butter, making that tuna salad. I mean, things like that with those bases on pump up the flavor and they're safe as well. So, I mean, I think that expansion is has been great for us and it's been great for our customers. You know, how versatile is your product if you can do it in hot and cold applications as well. And, and, you know, I think people look to miners and Nestle for trust. I mean, for, for authentic flavor, high quality, we're very, um, very held in high regard for those kind of things. And, um, I'm here to tell you that, that, that is so true. We are, we are so safe and so painstakingly detailed in everything we do that, you know, the end result is always going to be top shelf for you. So that that's one of them that being the ready to eat. Um, I think everybody is going to clean and simple 
and clean has so many different definitions. I mean, everyone has a little bit different definition of it or a thought of what clean should be. And I think the, the crux of it is they want it to be healthy and no ingredients you can't pronounce and not complex, but rather uncomplicated. So we're doing a lot of work with that either behind the scenes or in front of the scenes, like taking some of the artificial colors and ingredients that have been in some of our past products. Those have gone by the wayside. Everything we come out with now is typically ready to eat clean ingredients, big eight allergen free, no preservatives, that kind of thing. So I think it's a huge step forward for a huge company like Nestle that, you know, we have so many, so many irons in the fire and to really focus and have the insight to work hard on that, I think says a lot for us. And, and it says a lot for the operator. The end user gets to know that, you know, what they're buying and there's been a ton of research behind that. I mean, nutrition, health, and wellness were also one of the biggest companies of that is in the world as well. That's a huge focus for us. And um, I think, I think being able to say our products are made for chefs by chefs is really, really the key to everything. We are we are chefs, and we create these for chefs and operators to make sure that they have flavor that's authentic and ethnic and fits all the bills that they're looking to do and attainable simply by taking it out of a package. Very cool stuff. So for those who maybe want to learn a little bit more about what it is that you do or what products Nestle has to offer, what would you tell them? How do we reach out to you or how do we find out more about uh, what's going on there? Sure. I mean, I think that um, jumping on the Nestle Professional website, so nestleprofessional.com, or our chef's website is flavormeansbusiness.com. There's all kinds of blogs on there, menu concepts, um, contacting us. All of our profiles are on there. All the chef's profiles are on there, and our emails are on there as well. So it's just a matter of reaching out. And I think, again, as a huge company, we do a great job of filtering those down. I get emails and calls weekly for someone who has reached out and that is in my market or, you know, my part of the world that uh, I can reach out to and talk through any questions they might have. Um, every one of our products has a phone number on the, on the label. And that is answered actually by a person who can direct them to the answer or to where they need to go to, to find something out. So I think that's pretty big as well. Chef, it was an honor to have you on today. Appreciate your insights and uh, look forward to possibly having you on in the future to talk about new products and uh, innovative things that you guys are doing. Love to. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.
This Business Chef podcast was brought to you by the Culinary Technology Fund. To find out more about how you can make a difference in the lives of culinarians as well as creating a more sustainable food service industry, email us info at businesschef.org with Culinary Technology Fund in the subject line.